fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. Hello to all our dads out there and our moms as well. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. This is our college football preview episode. We're recording on Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. Thanks for checking our our show. We really appreciate your continued support. Uh, The downloads are starting to come in and we really want to shout out you guys who are listening consistently. We see you out there. Uh, We really appreciate it. Everyone, make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Instagram at Fade You Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod, getting those downloads. Uh, spread the word, help us continue to grow, promote the show. And honestly, send us a DM. If you follow one of our dad's plays and you win some money or you fade Den and you have a winning ticket you want to show us, uh, we'd love to shout you out on the pod. We'd love to show you some love too. So, that would be really cool. Anyway, my name is Matthew James. I've got a few dads here with me tonight to talk some college football here in the middle of the week. Uh, Neil's here, Kmart's here, and then Chris Duke, you just got back from uh, tasting some food. You are getting ready for a wedding in a few short weeks. Dad, what was for dinner? Yeah, my fiance is great. She works with a catering company, and so they hooked us up and... um had a bunch of great things to try, a little bit of uh, beef skewers. I think it was Brazilian beef with chimichurri. Can't beat it. Um, a little bit of sliders. We had a pulled pork one, um, you know, a little bit of braised beef, um, and then had some salad. And then what was the, the main entree? Oh, some risotto with some rosemary chicken with a little bit of Parmesan cream. I mean, you name it. They went all out. It was great. So all my dads that are going to show up to the wedding are going to have a treat. This isn't going to be uh, your, uh, your old sit down and here's your little, you know, mashed potatoes and goo on the plate. You're going to have a great time drinking and eating. Kyle, you look really excited. You, you Dude, look like, you look so like Zeke, Zeke Elliott <laughs> saying, feed me Larry. Oh my God. You, you know me at weddings, man. I get like seconds and thirds. I start. I know. I said, I said, how many people are going to get thirds and fourths? Dude. <laughs> God, I, I, there's only one thing I ask for at a wedding. Get, give me all the food that I can, I can eat and I'll, I'll just be the life of the party. <laughs> Neil, you'd never think it looking at Kyle. Actually, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what people who listen to the pod imagine Kyle looks like talking about food. You'd never think it, but Neil, <laughs> few people in my life that I've met can eat like Kyle Martin can. Yeah. And I, I think like, I'm wondering people like, I, th- I think if I had never met Kyle, I would be like, not quite like to Ralphie May, but like some like degenerate that's just sitting around like eating and drinking himself like to a death, to a heart attack at 40. But no, you would never realize that like, regardless, like this kid doesn't gain a pound. I, I think he's he's six two. Kyle, are you triple digits yet in weight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a solid 165, 170 soaking wet. 165 because his nuts weigh 35 pounds. Like <laughs> it's it's disgusting. Like that this kid it, it, food has not caught up with him. Like it's infuriating, really, is what I it do is. I like to run like three times a week, so that helps. Oh, good for you. Yeah, great. 
<laughs> right, try doing that when the baby comes. Oh yeah, no kidding. Midnight. <laughs> Seriously though, Kai, you you have the metabolism of a twenty three year old. Thank you. I, so, I hope I hope it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts. All right, people should enjoy our college football picks. Uh, we were pretty fire last week, I think. Uh, Kyle, your posted picks on Twitter were outstanding. Uh, Chris and Kyle, the ones that you guys kind of agreed on last week, were great. We had a fun Nevada Kansas State debate on our last pod, and uh, and that one was a really fun one for everyone but Neil. <laughs> and uh, no, last week was great. So keep up the good work, guys. Let's um. Let's talk about one that's going to be really interesting because it's a marquee matchup. And Kyle, I think you made a good point that Dennis doesn't know that this game is being played at Soldier Field more more likely than not. Um, Notre Dame and Wisconsin, obviously a marquee matchup this week. They are playing at Soldier Field in Chicago. The Bears are playing in Cleveland, opening up the stadium. Uh, I see Notre Dame getting nearly 70% of the tickets, and we are just really curious what Dennis will do with this because Chris seems like Notre Dame will be a very publicly backed underdog. Uh, but will Dennis want to take the points with the Irish or will he want to lay the points with the favorite? What do you think? Well, he's been on, I mentioned it earlier. He's been on Notre Dame partly because they were on prime time week zero or whatever you want to call it. Week one, zero and a half on against Florida state. He's on them there. Why not? laying seven eight they don't cover then he's on him again against toledo they don't cover then he comes back to him again last week against purdue they finally cover for him i have a feeling he might go fourth time's a charm and go for him again he likes notre dame he probably sees him catching almost a touchdown and says why not you know everyone's probably looking at wisconsin going they're nothing special um are they one and one or one and two i mean they're they're one and one yeah, they, they don't look good at all. But uh, like we said, forget what you've seen recently. And uh, I like Kyle said, I liked them earlier. I like the Badgers at the minus three, three and a half, whatever it opened. But I'm assuming it's sharp money. I, I know, you know, the guys going to bet 50 bucks at the window aren't moving this up to six and a half. So we'll see. Kmart, Neil, what do you guys have on this one? Obviously, this is going to be a very heavily bet game a very highly anticipated game of the weekend. There's not a lot of great ones. So this one is going to get a lot of eyeballs and a lot of attention. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, like Chris said, and we were talking about earlier, I was going, I would have played this game at Wisconsin minus three, but now that it is where it's at, I kind of lean towards Notre Dame just because, you know, Cohen was at Wisconsin I think the safest play here might be the under, uh, and I'm not really a totals guy, but, you know, just Wisconsin's got a, a pretty stout defense, but, you know, through two games, who really knows how stout it might be. Um, Notre Dame's kind of been, I don't know, haven't really passed the eye test. You know, thought they'd be a top 10 talent, but, you know, they're 3-0, and but they haven't really impressed me yet, so – you know, it's a pretty hard game to to cap the six and a half. I don't really I don't really get it because, you know, again, at Soldier Field. So I think the under might be the play. So I'm I might just be on Team Fade Den for this one and, you know, just root my way to uh, victory on that on that side. 
Yeah, and I'm I, I would echo what Kyle said. It's probably for me knowing that I I would have at three and a half. It would have been I'd have been on the Badgers also. Um, uh, you know, at six six and a half, I'll never bet it because I didn't get the best of the line. I think it, it's a weird time that it's in, like it's our nine a.m. kickoff. You know, for us on the West Coast. So it's not really like a prime time game, even though it's the probably the best game of the weekend. Um, you know, but this just, you know, I think we were talking earlier, it just reeks of one of those lines where, you know, you've got the number 12 team in the nation. People are just going to look at the 12. They're going to look at the three and O going up against, you know, a one and one 18th team. Not, you know, again, it is a neutral field and you're just going to think, I'm going to catch six and a half with the number 12 at a neutral side against the 18. You know, it, I, I asked the question, you know, was this going to be a den dog play? And I think there was a resounding yes, um, which, you know, just for that would make me want to lean Wisconsin and the Badgers. But, you know, the line, and I think it's just interesting. The line is shot, you know, from three and a half to six and a half, even though, you know, like Matt, you said 70% of the tickets are going Notre Dame's way. And I got to think that that number is only probably going to continue to climb. Now, Chris, it might seem like Dan might be on the public dog here, but we've also guessed Dennis sides early in the week and then been surprised with who he ends up coming with on Saturday. It might be like Kyle said a minute ago, if you're just on team fade, Den this one, you, you don't know who you're, you're going to be on until about eight 30 West coast time on Saturday. Just, I mean, we say it all the time. You got to be malleable. Don't fall in love with the side. Don't assume too much because you never know what Denny Den is going to do. Absolutely. I mean, this is one that you kind of can't fall in love with the side either because, like you said, it's kind of a weird number. It's a, a smelly number. Like, why is the one and one team laying on a neutral against three and oh? But uh, yeah, we guessed that he might be on Iowa, the square dog. Nope. Takes Iowa State. We thought maybe he'd be on Auburn, the square dog. Nope. Takes Penn State. So, um, you know, he, like we say, he just loves his favorites and overs and he's always attracted. So it's funny. I don't know if he just sees the minus by him and trusts it or what. But like we said, he has his teams he likes to bet. He likes his Notre Dames. He likes his Chiefs. He likes his Padres. He had Chargers. So, you know, he was on them week one. So he has his teams that he kind of is fond of Michigan. And so we'll see if he bets them again this week. All right, let's get some picks. Uh, Kyle, who are you looking at this week? Might surprise everybody, but one of my favorite plays might be Oklahoma minus 17. (laughs) And it's just because they have – everyone's saying, you know, are are they for real or are they for not? I think there's a lot. We have yet to see with Oklahoma. Obviously, West Virginia coming off the big home win last week against Virginia Tech. First win against them since like 2003 or something like that. So a little bit of a letdown spot. I think we're going to see uh, everything we've we're going to see out of Oklahoma in this game. We're going to start getting things right, and you know it, it kind of looks like some reverse line movement as well. Just kind of looking at the bets and everything, what that line's doing. So. That kind of makes me believe I might be on the right side. I don't lay that many points usually, but just talent-wise, I'm going to be a little little square on this one and kind of forget about West Virginia's impressive win last week. And obviously, you're not going to bet that at 17 and a half. You're going to shop around. You're going to wait. You're going to, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's 17 or less. I mean, 17 and a half, I, I would not recommend. 
Um, and, and I mean, that'll lead me to the next one here is Oregon State plus 10 and a half. That's what I snagged it at. That line's come down from, I think it opened at 13, which to me is, you know, it's a key number, but, you know, it's still fine. It's going to be another 7.30 p.m. kick. I don't know who's starting for SC yet. Keaton Slovis was back practicing, but they might limit him. Um, you know, Jackson Dart looked great, but first start, actual start where, you know, you're going to have some jitters. You're not just going to be thrown in there, you know, where you didn't really have to think about it all week. So it could be a little different. Oregon State's crappy. Pac-12 plays each other very tight, as we saw with that Stanford game. So, you know, I'm going to take those points as well as Stanford at home plus four and a half against UCLA. Um, you know, bounce back for UCLA, but I kind of, I, you know, they got me on LSU and I wasn't that high on them. So I'm, I'm not going to overreact to, you know, the first three weeks from the Bruins and I'm going to go with the, with the David Shaw coach Stanford team getting four and a half. So on that, I definitely say four and a half or more because um, I, we, we could need it. UCLA could win this thing by three or four, but I'm going to take the Cardinal at home getting plus four and a half. So Kyle Stanford's interesting because you were on them against SC and then you were, we didn't really recommend this as a play, but it's something we talked about privately in our group chat. It seemed like people were leaning to bet against them last week against Vandy. They win no problem. And so, I mean, it, it, do they just have momentum here? You're... I wouldn't say no problem. I mean, this thing was 14-14 with three minutes left in the first half, and then it was 27-14 at halftime. It, it, you know, it should have been 17-14. I wasn't watching the game. I don't really know what the hell happened, but Vanderbilt still had an opportunity to backdoor Stanford, put him away with the touchdown instead. So to me, it's just some fluky stuff happened. It just kind of seemed, you know, big underdog the week before, then going to a big favorite on the road. It just seemed like a good spot. I still thought they'd win just 13 and a half seemed pretty steep, um, you know, on the road, but that's why they call it gambling. You're not going to be a hundred percent. We'll hear from Vandy again at the end of the show. There's a tease for you. Neil, who you got? <laughs> All right. First, uh, Kyle, we can, I still owe you an S word because I didn't take it at your birthday party. Um, you're going to go another S word. I will take West Virginia and that's 17 points again against Oklahoma. All right. Well, double, oh, or nothing. double or nothing S. Double or nothing. It'll, it'll be like the movie Focus, where Will Smith just keeps doubling down, doubling down. Uh, by, uh, by the time, by the time, like week six comes along, I'll owe like twelve shots. Um, <laughs> no, I, I like this was just one that I had. I honestly had on my card. I already bet it. I got seventeen. Um, you know, Oklahoma has sort of failed to impress um, in the two team. You know. Tulane, they week one, they won by five points. Um, they beat something called the Catamounts by 60 something. And then <laughs> last week, uh, with Nebraska, how you get to 17, um, with West Virginia. So I'll take the 17 with West Virginia, Kyle, and we'll bet an S word. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, the other one I was looking at, um, because I got one later on in the show, but, um, Boston College is hosting Missouri. Um, it's 9 a.m. kickoff time. And right now, Missouri is a 
point and a half favorite. I think this is probably off the wrong team is favored by a point and a half. Um, Boston College has done, you know, hasn't really played anyone worth mentioning, but they've done what they're supposed to do. Um, they're going to run the football. Missouri's giving up almost 200 grounds or 200 yards on the ground per week. Um, and that's going against, you know, outside. They did lose to Kentucky as they're only lost by a touchdown, but they're giving up 200 yards on the ground almost every single game so far this year. So I really think Boston College is going to be able to control the ball um, and really just sort of take care of business um, on the ground in that one. Um, and oh, and then I oh, we're teasing that one for later. So yeah, that's really that was my two that I had was one being on West Virginia and then take in uh, Boston College with a point and a half. And I know you'll have one more side on the other side of the break. Uh, Chris is going to come back with smelly lines and we're going to get into a little bit of, de- of a debate on that first one. So we'll be right back with smelly lines. We got the poop report at the end of the show, but we'll be right back. All right. The smelly lines we talked about last week, uh, two and two last week, uh, since he smelled, that was uh, a little bit of a nail biter for them for a while. They ended up pulling away late. Ole Miss was an easy winner. And then uh, Nevada and UCLA lost outright on the ones that we talked about last week. Let's start with Louisville and Florida State. Chris, you think this one stinks. Of course, Louisville's off the big win against UCF. Now they're the baby fave at just scummy Florida State, who's 0-3 for the first time in forever. Chris, what's your sniffer picking up on here? Oh man, this is just this is just smell 101. I I mean they lose to Jacksonville State. You know, Louisville gets a walk-off pick six. I mean, this is beautiful. And here they are coming back just like they were in week one against Notre Dame home dogs. I was all over Florida State last year when North Carolina came in. They were 10-point dogs. They won outright. I was all great. I said Florida State. Tough to go down to Tallahassee, baby. Give me the Seminoles. And Neil, you are on the other side, I think. I will agree with Chris in the fact that the line doesn't make a whole lot of a whole lot of sense, given the overwhelming public perception. If you've been following Florida State, that this team is just garbage, right? They lose, and I would push back to say, right. The big headline was they lose to Jacksonville State, um, you know, which shocked everybody. If there was going to be a rebound week, it was going to be last week. You know, right. Let's ride ourselves that we got embarrassed. Let's put our, you know, our foot in the ground and let's, you know, let's go out and make a statement. They go to Wake Forest and they lose 35 to 14, right? So this offense put up 14 points against Wake Forest. Norfolk State put up 16 points against Wake Forest in their game the week before. Louisville is coming off a very good win at home against UCF, right? They only lost, they lost that um, Ole Miss game in week one, which was really good, but we all like Ole Miss is impressed you know, to no extent, you know, to every extent. And in fact, I think next week, Ole Miss plays Bama, uh, which is going to be just an awesome game. I think Lane Kiffin going back, you know, to, to, to play Bama, but 
I just don't like this. I get that the line doesn't make a lot of sense, but at one and a half, like Florida State, I think is just done. Like they might just wrap up their season. Like I, what do you do? What are you doing? It, like you had one game to your last game was to come back and do something, and they just shit the bed again. Lost thirty-five to fourteen, you know, against Wake Forest. And I do think, like at this point, is this Louisville team not as good as Wake Forest is right now? Like with all the momentum, Louis, it doesn't you know mean a whole lot, but Louisville does have an extra day's rest, being that that game against UCF was on a Friday night. I think they're riding all the momentum coming off a home game where they you know they beat a very good team, and I think they could just go in and they just roll at Florida State, that team that just has no motivation to play the rest of the year. So so let's let, let's kind of make this interesting. Maybe some extra S words. I was just gonna say there there needs like, to be a bet on but this. Neil, who who would you pick right now, Wake Forest or Virginia at home, minus four, four and a half? Wake Forest and or Virginia? Yeah. Oh, this, so that game, that's this, that's, this, that's this week, right? Yeah, that's this week. I would take Virginia. Okay. Well, I got Wake Forest circled, so let's do another S word on that game. <laughs> and then, we got the, the clash of the college pods, CCP. Yeah, and then uh, – I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna side with Chris on FSU, and that's I I think both of you guys made valid points, but if we look at Louisville in college, you know, there's not too much removed from last year, but Louisville, this is their first road test, so kind of why we liked uh, West Virginia last week against Virginia Tech. So a similar narrative there. Uh, they were 0 and five away from home last year. They're two and eight under their coach Scott. Satterfield and <laughs> cover just one of their past seven away. So, you know, I think FSU's desperate. You know, they they honestly probably I mean they can't have that comeback against Notre Dame, but had them on the rope. So, you know, if we want to, you know, throw in a third S for it on there, someone's getting drunk on Saturday. <laughs> Chris, put yug. it put yeah. it on put it on the table, Chris. Either an S word I'll do or a yug. We when our in our fantasy group if we lose to the other we send them a yug so either one it's it's all right it's all the same right a chug or a shot whatever you want yeah man we're on well we'll 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 do it a zoom shake a zoom shake of hands right now (laughs) if uh if florida state loses this one i think the seminole tribe may revoke their privilege to use the, the <laughs> name and logo yeah and yeah it, it's bad there for fsu so they, they better find something uh, another smelly one chris uh you think sparty smells they're three and oh they're off a huge win down at miami and now they're playing nebraska at home who's kind of whatever they're two and two and you think this line land five smells yeah, I mean, this, I think it opened at three or four. It was super light. And of course, someone probably hammered it. And I mean, that's just that even, I wish it was three because then it would even smell shittier. Uh, but I don't know how, you know, they get a huge underdog win against Northwestern, you know, beat up on Youngstown State and then go down to go down to the U and just do a close game at half and then just destroyed them in the fourth quarter and went outright. Nice bet on Miami Den. Um, but anyways, it's, uh, I just, it's just, but I'm kind of, the only thing that scares me is that Nebraska really played OU tough last week. Um, epic pick six by OU when they were down, you know, trying to protect the goal at up 23, 16, but 
I, I just think the Husk, I mean, this just smells like what the fuck? The Huskers are, are two and two. They've lost outright uh, to Illinois as a touchdown fave. Then they go beat up on Fordham and Buffalo, and then they go lose to Oklahoma. It just, uh, Sparty, top. They've got that number in front of them now. We always say watch out for the, the numbers 20 through 25. Um, you know, look at look at uh, what Fresno did to UCLA. They got the number. Fresno's unranked and comes in and beats them. So I'm going to take the Huskers, hold my nose, uh, pray for, say, a Hail Mary for Martinez um, and the coach there that's on the hot seat and go with the Huskers. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Kmart, Neil, you got any opinion on Sparty? I mean, the their stock is as high as it can get right now. Yeah, I mean, I I would def got it. Wouldn't sound like like John Kerry here, you know, flip flopping. But I, with everything he said with Nebraska, you know, it makes sense. You know, especially now that they're ranked twenty four, twenty five, whatever it is. But Nebraska hasn't played well on offense against better defenses. Michigan state has a very solid front seven. Their offense is a little better than we've seen in recent years, which, you know, it doesn't have to improve too much because it's been pretty dreadful, but I guess like for an actual pick, I would lean the square side of Michigan state, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play it. That's just, you know, a, a, a baby lean, but I'll probably watch this one to try to figure out capping for the rest of them the rest of the year. Yeah, and I would lean. I, I would lean with Chris. Um, I like this one with Nebraska. Um, I watched that Michigan State Miami game, and what's weird, like my like they get they're getting all this credit for beating Miami. Like Miami is two point has a two point win over Appalachian State from being zero and three this season, and like Derek King was like hobbling around with like what looked like one broken leg and a broken shoulder. He might've broken a rib. I mean, this guy was barely walking um, at the end of this game. Um, so I think that's sort of an inflated, like, Oh my, you know, my, I think Derek King's been overrated since he was at Houston. And then, you know, Miami just is a sort of a mess. Um, so I think they're, they're getting too much love. The, what kind of keeps me off it is again, it's, it's in Michigan state, you know, the fans will be out, you know, now that Michigan state is, you know, does have a number against them. Um, I probably stay away from it, but I would, it, yeah, I'm, I'm with Chris that the line doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, I'll tell you one thing, guys, there's no, if your team fade, then you're not staying away from it because I'll do a double S to Twitter and at fade you. If Den is not on Sparty, I bet your ass he's on the Sparty baby. Uh, absolutely. And it's a 4 p.m. time. It's on FS1. Oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do a I'll do a chug because I'll I'll probably be at the uh, SC tailgate, so I'll, I'll chug if he's not on him. Nice. I was gonna say all this talk of staying away isn't gonna matter much on Saturday when Den comes <laughs> in on Sparty. Yeah. I can bet your ass out. Many s words wagered tonight. You just love to see it. Uh, one more smelly one. You guys aren't gonna believe this. So Mike Gundy's I'm a man, I'm 40, was 14 years ago today. Wow. wow. Can you believe that? Wow. We're Man, fucking old. Holy I shit. was in high school. Holy shit. 
Yeah, that's wild. So anyway, that came up because, uh, you, Chris, you think Oklahoma State smells. You've got uh, home unranked laying six against just now barely ranked Kansas State, who just beat up on Neil's Wolfpack last week. You're yeah, all over I this mean, one. I mean, this one, it's kind of scary, but it it's just unbelievable. I don't know if anybody watched the Boise State-Oklahoma State game, but they didn't score a point. It was 21-20 at half. Not a damn point was scored the rest of the, the game. So they sneak out with a one-point win at, on the blue turf. Um, man, you have to be looking at Oklahoma State and going, wow, you snuck out a one-point win at Boise, snuck out a five-pointer at Tulsa, snuck out a seven-pointer against Missouri State. How are they going to cover six against this ranked Kansas State team? And by the way, that Kansas State win over Stanford looks awfully good right now. Uh, after Stanford beat up on, you know, USC um, and did what they did to Vandy last week. So um, everyone's probably super high on K-State. I'm going to say, man, I, I, this line, uh, we, I talk about reading lines and sniffing them. This line leaves me no option but to take uh, the Cowboys from uh, out there in Stillwater. All right. A little bit of smelly. Now, if you thought that was smelly, wait till you get this next segment. There's a lot of poop, a lot of scum this week. Prepare to need to take a shower after you listen to this. Uh, the poop didn't didn't do very well last week. The ones we talked about went one and four. The only cover was actually UConn. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how they did it. They, um, I think they were down. Fourth well, down conversion and a kickoff return. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna feature them again, so we'll get to it in a second. But we did add Nebraska. I think Kyle, you said you were surprised we didn't have Nebraska in there. Um, and obviously they covered. So uh, we identified a couple that had a chance. So here's some for you. So I got Vandy getting thirty four and a half down against Georgia. Uh, Vandy, obviously, Kyle alluded to it earlier. That game was close for a little bit, and then they ended up getting run out by Stanford. So uh, (laughs) catching all the five touchdowns against Georgia, that's a pretty bad one, Chris. Yeah, it's bad, and it's kind of what you want to see. You want to see how Georgia has just been dominating in the first few weeks, and that's kind of what you want to see if you're going to bet poop and you see Vanderbilt just getting – you know, the final score, everyone looks at the final score, goes, man, they got destroyed by Stanford. Not so much. Yeah, they got ran out at the end, but they played tough. And then, yeah, you see, you know, Georgia winning by 30 points a game, just destroying UAB, destroying everyone in their path. So I'd be inclined to take the poop. Den doesn't really lay 30 points that often, but it'd be one you just say, hey, look, I'll look at the, the home dog catching all these points. Maybe they lose by 28 and you get the cover. I got UMass. They suck. <laughs> they're they're oh, pretty good. <laughs> oh, God is right. They're terrible. They're 0-3. Uh, they've allowed 42 to Eastern Michigan, 45 to Boston College, and they allowed 51 to Pitt. And now they're going down to play the Mullets at Coastal Carolina, uh, getting <laughs> 36. <laughs> oh, God is right, Chris. It's scary, too, because Coastal has the ability to just destroy you. They have barely snuck out a win against Buffalo, so it makes you think, damn, are they going to come back and just hammer UMass? But maybe, you know, maybe Coastal wants to take it easy. They get up by, you know, by 30 or so and just take it easy and take the foot off the gas. That's what you always hope for. 
Um, you know, like we talk about Alabama when they're minus 50, Saban doesn't tend to want to push it up too much, gets up by 30 or 40, and then just puts in the, the backup. So we'll see. Let's get to UConn. They're getting 30 at home versus Wyoming. Wyoming's 3-0. and So here's what UConn did last week. They're down – remember, they were catching 34. They're down 42 nothing at halftime. They actually win the second half 21-10. They cover the 34, only losing by 31. I guess that's respectable if you're the Huskies. You uh, want <laughs> the points again with UConn at home? Oh, my gosh. Wyoming's a Wyoming's a crazy story too because they like went on the road and had a crazy like fifty to forty nine win or something like that. They just had scored a lot and they snuck out a a close win against like Montana State week one like nineteen sixteen. So uh, they're they're just a team that doesn't win that by that much to see this big spread. I mean, I'd be inclined to take poop. Apparently, their freshman at UConn, this freshman quarterback, came in and and gave them a little bit of life, obviously, that they scored 21 points in the second half. But, yeah, yeah, they, they won Montana State by three. They beat Northern Illinois by seven, and they destroyed Ball State last week. So everyone probably looks and says, man, Wyoming destroyed Ball State. Why wouldn't they do the same to UConn, right? So not so fast. We'll see. Kmart, I want your take on this one because we got some Pac-12 poop. Uh, the University of Arizona actually lost – to Northern Arizona University, shout out Lumberjacks. And now Arizona, all they have to do after that is go play at Oregon, catching 28 and a half. Now you said the Pac-12 plays each other tough, but maybe not in this one. Yeah, I mean, if if you remember back to our first college pod, I said Arizona was going to be absolutely dreadful. So at halftime of the SEC game last week, the wife and I went down, you know, check out uh, Dana Point and sitting there watching the second half. And I'm like, hey, NAU uh, is playing Arizona tonight. It's probably the one opportunity they have to beat them. So we threw some money on them and lo and behold, <laughs> it hits. And, you know, one of our good buddies, he's a he's a Wildcat alum. So, I mean, it's it's pretty embarrassing. And that honestly could have been their only win of the year. I do not, I know it's college, you know, injuries can happen, but you know, looking at the rest of our schedule, this might be an over team. Um, I'm, I'm not going to touch this spread. Oregon might just absolutely murder them. Uh, going up there is not a fun place to play, especially when you play in the desert and ap- especially after being up 13 0 to NAU and then just um, taking a nap. I, I just, I'm not going to touch Arizona. I'm, that could that could be that's like your, a that's your that's your poop. I, I'm staying away from that poop. <laughs> that could be like a 56 to seven something. Just absolutely, yeah, it really could. Just send Give them out me to pasture. The poop. There's of, one thing to do here, Wildcats. Of course, of course. Uh, one more poop. Uh, this is a really interesting one. Uh, I wish Joe was here to just comment on this one real quick. So UNLV is absolute scum they lost 48-3 to iowa state and now they're going to fresno state after the bulldogs huge upset win at ucla to break into the top 25 chris can you bring yourself to take the scummy poopy disgusting rebels 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was more of an automatic play back in the day, our Fresno State days in the mid 2012 to 15, because whenever there are big favorites at home, they'd blow it. But this team looks really good. But my God, if there was a letdown spot, it's after <laughs> playing Oregon extremely tough and then beating UCLA outright on the road where Hainer's just getting destroyed. They're saying it looked like he had playing with a broken rib or hip. He's just falling down, scoring two touchdowns in the last three minutes. So I could see them just, you know, winning by 21, 28 again, letting off the gas. Now these last two, these are sort of just honorable mentions because I mean, it's, it's elite schools laying just enormous numbers to scum. You got yeah, but Matt, but Matt, one of those, one of these is a huge in-state rivalry though. I suppose that's true <laughs> to some. If you're a Zips fan, I guess. So Absolutely. the game you got circled on your calendar. If I mean, you're an Zip, right? I guess it's worth mentioning that Akron lost to Auburn sixty to ten. So don't get too excited to to take forty nine with them at Ohio State. Um, and then the other one I wanted to mention was Bama does play Mississippi next week. Next week, this week they're playing, and I, Kyle, I know this pisses you off. The cupcakes that the SEC schools play, they're playing Southern Miss this week. They're laying forty-five. I did want to know, and Chris, maybe you can speak to this. Bama in the first half, laying these crazy numbers is has been one of the easiest bets of the last several years. Now, does that mean it's going to continue this weekend? No. It's just been a very, very strong trend the last couple of years. But you have made the point that Bama doesn't always cover these these giant numbers full. So I, I don't know if you want to say anything about Bama and Ohio State laying these like six to seven touchdown numbers. Kyle, do you? Do uh, I mean, I, I generally don't touch that stuff. It's just, you know, we, we have a buddy, Kevin, who who – gave me the best advice where it's, you know, you always take those points because you're waiting for the majority of the game. But the reason why those spreads are that high, chances are it's going to come down to the fourth and it's going to be pretty close to that number. Very rarely do you get a 40 point dog and it's, you know, they're there in the 17 ish point range. It happens, but it, it seems very, very rare. So I, I usually hardly look at that. I look for, you know, those games between, you know, pick to, I guess, 17 points for my Oklahoma case. Yeah. And the problem is it's so inflated. I didn't check the Mercer first half. Alabama was up 31 to nothing on Mercer first half. But that full game, you know, was 55. I, I want to say that the first half might have been closer to 35 or 38. So they, they might not have covered first half. And then Mercer goes out and gets 14 in the second half and covers it easily on the full game. Um, but yeah, you have to be very careful just because Vegas will, I remember that one, like you said, Matt, that one year where <laughs> Alabama was minus 35 and they would make the first half like 21 or something like, cause they just knew they'd get out to this just monstrous lead and then kind of let off. So, uh, be careful. You will be laying an inflated number, but Hey, um, if it wins, who cares if it's inflated? So. so yeah, somebody would have to fact check me on this, but I want to say they went like eleven and two against the spread in the first half that year. It was just like, just the most automatic money maker. They just go out and they 
they just pound these teams into submission first half. And then, you know, fourth quarter silliness happens and maybe they don't cover full, but it was, it's at least worth bringing those two up. So anyway, we're running a little long, so we'll go ahead and end it there. Uh, good stuff. You guys, just to recap, it sounded like for picks, uh, we got Kmart and Neil going head to head on Oklahoma, West Virginia, Kmart. You've got the Sooners, Neil, you've got the Mountaineers. Uh, Kmart also gave out Oregon state and Stanford. And then Neil is on Boston College and then went head-to-head with Chris on Louisville and Florida State. So good stuff, guys. Got some smelly lines in there. Got lots of poop in there. And Chris, the last thing to do is just remind people what happens sometimes if you decide to bet some of that scum. You might get a poopy result like Neil did on the Lions. I'm going for the Wildcats plus 28 against Oregon Ducks, and I know what might happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Fade